all of us in EMS grow to realize more and more that it's not about just what we do, but that what we do makes a difference. None of us really had a clue. So much about our experience was about the stuff of EMS. EMS then was about the thrill of the response, the sound of the siren, the lights, and even about the fear that we all felt deep down when we doubted that all that training was really going to translate into the ability to save a life. Do I make a difference? That's the question on today's edition of the QMC Board and Caller. We're glad you're here. Welcome to the QMC Board and Caller. News and thought-provoking discussions for today's emergency medical service provider. The Board and Collar podcast series is brought to you by QuickMed Claims, a national leader in emergency medical transportation revenue cycle management and reimbursement consulting. Now, your host for today's podcast, QMC's Director of Client Services, Gary Harvat. When it comes to documentation, the eventual outcome is important. However, we typically read a lot about the treatment that took place during the ambulance run, but sometimes not so much about the outcome of that treatment. We theorize that this is because most of us have been fairly well coached to create a patient care report that fully spells out what we found and then what we did to treat our patient. We're very good at documenting that we followed protocol. We're fairly careful to note that we colored inside the lines and practiced well within the boundaries of our scope of practice. Of course, that's very important. The average PCR we review at our offices does a pretty good job of documenting the patient's condition and the need for EMS, along with the actions taken by the responding crew, and in most cases, the important numbers are added to paint the picture. However, we find that many of us fall short in documenting the results or outcomes of our efforts. We read many PCRs that have done a fairly good job of capturing what's going on with the patient, or at least what the patient says is going on. The next important part of our documentation in the PCR must be the close the loop part of the scenario. This is the part that tells the story about how our patient reacted either neutrally, positively, or negatively to the treatments we provided during the treatment and eventual transport of our patients. The answer to the question, were my treatments effective or ineffective in making a difference for this patient? This is very important and should be included in the written narrative we prepare as part of our PCR. This is really part of the documentation of our reassessment of our patient and also fits well into the timeline area of the PCR. For example, you respond to a 60-year-old male patient complaining of chest pain rated as an eight on a severity scale of one to 10. The patient has shortness of breath, some slight nausea, and fairly significant substernal chest pain that radiates down his left arm. Our paramedic instructs his partner, the EMT, to administer oxygen at 15 liters via non-rebreather mask while the paramedic quickly applies the cardiac monitor and assesses the basic vitals. The patient is found to be initially hypertensive and a quick 12-lead EKGs shows some abnormalities. The patient is given baby aspirin to chew IV therapy, and our paramedic administers a sublingual nitro tablet to the patient. In many PCRs, this is where the documentation ends, not counting the basics like mileage, recording pickup, and drop-off location. Folks, please be sure to take your PCR one step further. One treatment has been established. Now record the effect of said treatment. For example, Soon after initiating oxygen administration, the patient's respiration slowed from 30 to 24, 
and the patient's breathing became non-labored. Following the administration of sublingual nitroglycerin, the patient rated his chest pain as a six, and he stated that his nausea has now subsided. The patient appeared to be less anxious at this point. Remember, your PCR must establish medical necessity and justify the need for your EMS response. It's clear in the scenario I just noted that our patient's life would have been in danger had it not been for the activation of EMS. He most likely was in the midst of a life-threatening cardiac event. The patient, while probably able to ambulate, would have not been able to have been safely transported in any other vehicle other than an ambulance that included important equipment and supplies and trained individuals to adequately mitigate the acutely emergent nature of his condition. EMS was the only prudent option and there is wide justification for payment of the services that you provided. You just made the ultimate case for payment of this claim and you definitely backed up that claim by noting that your efforts made a difference, probably saving your patient's life. EMS is a team effort, and today we hope we played, to some degree, the role of coach. Thank you for taking time from your day to join us and listen to this podcast. We hope you found it helpful and informative. I wish each of you a great day, and should you need anything, feel free to contact us at clientservices at clicksmedclaims.com. My name is Gary Harvath. Have a great day, and hey, be safe out there.